Welcome to another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. As I had said on the uh, podcast Twitter feed that I had to give granted an opportunity with um, JJK and Hoops. I'm very thankful for that. And for this for this episode, we have the manager of JJK and Hoops, Jason Newsham, here with us. Jason, welcome to the show. Oh, I appreciate the opportunity, Tom. I'm glad to have you on board. Definitely. So... For this show, we're doing kind of an introductory segment onto JJ Kenikan Hoops and the fundraiser that we that I am reporting on, and that Jason and J, and JJK Hannah Hoops is running. So, for that, I'm going to p- pretty much ask you the basics: who, what, where, when, and why, as far as that. So, JJK and Hoops, we know that it's a it's a Bay City thing. <laughs> so let's let's start with that question. We know it's Bay City, but where where else would this be? We have started up our basketball training center uh, idea and format that we had back about 12 years ago. And one of the things when we decided to relaunch the business was to expand our uh, our model. And we have run bitty ball classes, uh, introduction to basketball classes out in Bad Axe, up in West Branch. And now, as of uh, as of recently, we are running weekly classes up in Arcadia, which is in the northwest part of the state, where we are attracting kids from Bear Lake, Onekama, Manistee, Frankfurt, Benzie, uh, new school districts and new school systems that were honestly getting into the younger levels, which is a good thing for us because we believe that if we can instruct and provide instruction not only to the kids but to the parents at a younger level, their interest. Uh, because their talent level will continue to rise, but their interest in the game of basketball will continue to rise, and thus, you know, maintaining their numbers of the game of basketball. Definitely. So, JJKN isn't just a Bay City thing. It's around the entire state of Michigan. It's around the state. We, you know, we, we're based in Bay City. Our, our logo says Bay City. We're established in Bay City. Uh, when we relaunched, one of the things that our website will be providing once we have the videos uh, is going to be a video-based training location for coaches, for sport administrators, for parents, for kids, anyone that's looking for a couple of drills to work on, whether it's dribbling, uh, ball handling, passing, shooting, rebounding. If you're looking to run some baseline out of bounds, we call them blobs on our website, slob, sideline out of bounds. You'll be able to go and, and just get basic informational videos. But the thing about the videos versus uh, a standard website that may just show you a diagram is we're going to be able to show how the play will break down. Uh, and it's something that people, when they have the visual, it usually will help them understand it a little bit better than just trying to figure out what the paper's trying to say. Gotcha. So. We've answered the where question, of course, for this JJK and hoops. Um, so my next question is: Will be what? What? What is this program um, designed to do? Well, it's it's really just to provide a, an opportunity, uh, whether they are classes, whether we're running youth leagues, whether we're running uh, coaching clinics, uh, whether we're just answering questions from parents about basketball drills and skills. You know, we want to be an outlet with. We, we, we've been blessed, I've been blessed personally with the opportunity to do some uh, great coaching and meeting some amazing people who have been over backwards. Uh, Ryan Humphreys, the assistant coach from Notre Dame, he and I were just sitting down 
a couple of weeks ago down in South Bend and just looking back and talking about all the people that we've met uh, in this great game of basketball. And it's just an opportunity to take a lot of the information that we've collected over the years. Uh, me specifically, you know, spending time out at UCLA, spending time in West Virginia with Coach Beeline, spending time uh, with Christian Leitner. You know, you start compiling a lot of information, a lot of drills and a lot of skills from these different different people with different backgrounds. You know, so this is our opportunity to give back. Definitely. So um, we answered where, we answered what, now we're going to answer who. Who does uh, JJKN Hoops uh, desire, who are they designed to help? Well, we start with our bitty ball class. Uh, we wrote a hoop school curriculum. Oh, we started working on it about 14 years ago, and we're just starting to finalize it. And just like a hoop, or excuse me, a school curriculum that, that, that kids would be familiar with in school, is it's going to talk a little bit about the progression uh, of each of the students. That, you know, we call it a hoop school. Mm-hmm. We call our kids students. Uh, our summer program that we just uh, ended up with, we had upwards of 38 kids. Uh, and they got a, 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 just, just a sampling of what it is that we are trying to do in the, over a four-week, excuse me, a five-week period. But we start with the bitty ball classes. Those are our three and four-year-old, kind of that preschool, maybe kindergarten level class. Mm-hmm. We started off with the parent-child program where it really, it's really cool because the parents have to participate. Not necessarily parents, it could be a grandparent, could be an aunt, could be an uncle, could be an older sibling. But they have somebody that's, that they're comfortable with because the first experience again, and going back to, we have, we have to make it you know, fun, we have to make it educational. Yes. And if they can do all of the, the things that we're trying to get them to do uh, with a smile on their face, making a basket, you know, doing it with somebody that they're comfortable with. Because, again, you know, in my case, I'm 6'6", six, six, 260. You know, for a three-year-old, that's a pretty big person. So, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's got to be a balance. And we found out also through, you know, surveys and talking to parents that if, if they're involved at that point, the things that we're talking to about the kids and we're breaking things down and we're explaining things and we're trying to make sure that the parents are getting as much information as the kids are because at the mm-hmm. end of the day no matter what sport you coach you're only right. going to be with that kid for x amount of hours whereas the parent is going to be with that kid for longer periods of time uh, we always use a story when we're working on shooting that if you're watching your son or your daughter in the driveway and they're five they're six years old and your hoop is at nine foot ten foot and they're just throwing the ball up throwing the ball up throwing the ball up well Finally, they throw one up and it goes in. Well, your first reaction as a parent is to, you know, hey, great shot, Johnny. Great shot, Susie. (laughs) As a basketball coach, you know, it's a terrible shot because they did nothing (laughs) fundamental uh, about the shot. So, you know, there's there's the balance that we're trying to provide, uh, lowering the hoops, using mini balls, getting their hands placement uh, on the basketball as as just a teaching point. You know, but it's it's one of those things where. Parents are able to walk away and say, oh, now I know why they V the air hole. Now I know why, you know, the rotation is this. Now I know why the fingers and, the, and you know, are, are placed here or the wrist gets snapped here, you know, versus before, you know, maybe they were just doing it because that's what they were told when they were younger without having a real explanation of what's going on. So, you know, we, we touched kids from the three and four year old range. Uh, we work with some college kids. Uh, it's obviously pretty easy to do when you have a child that's playing college basketball uh, right. to influence other college basketball players that come to workouts. 
Um, and we still had a nice, a nice turnout, like I said, of, uh, for our summer program, our summer hoop school. We had anywhere from second graders, incoming second graders, all the way up to uh, incoming freshmen at different schools around the area. So definitely a, an opportunity that kids wanted to learn. And I think that there was a, there's a lot of bright spots, you know, but right. again, for us, it's about starting the foundation at the lower levels so that we can just get them learning just a little bit, uh, just a little bit. We send out emails to the parents. Uh, for the younger kids, we do coloring sheets. So we're trying to keep them just their mind always thinking about it without without them losing any interest. Exactly. And um, just like tying your shoes or riding a bike, it's always memorable when a parent is there. So that really oh, speaks yeah. to me. Oh, yeah, drives that message home. You know, and, and they're driving the message home, the correct message. <laughs> so right. that helps, too. And of course, as a broadcasting major, when you had said that um, when you, when your kid makes a basket, normal parents are very happy, and basketball coaches are like, "That's a terrible shot." It makes me think of broad in broadcasting classes where you almost seem like TV is ruined now because you think of what else could this this certain broadcast do. Right, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So. so, with that being said, we answered where, we answered who, we answered what. Now we we ask. When, at what time is this um, JJKN Hoops run? You know, we, we've set up classes. We tried to work around different schedules. Uh, we had the five-week summer program, uh, su successful in, in year one, going back at it. Uh, definitely going to be a year two. We've had quite a few uh, emails already wanting to know when the dates were so they could block them on their, on their schedule for next year. Which is a good thing, you know. It's one of those things where you know you're throwing. We're, we're throwing bait out right now. We're trying to mm -hmm. see what works, what doesn't work. Uh, we're going to be running a youth league up in West Branch. The youth league in West Branch basically came from us running a couple of classes up there, and they didn't have a, a, a basketball league for kindergarten, first and second, third graders. So there was an opportunity there. And after speaking to some of the parents, after speaking to some of the folks up there in the community. You know there was there was a need and mm -hmm. you know we're going to fill a need and hopefully in 2021 and 2022 you know maybe one of the school systems will take it over maybe the right. recreation center up there will take it over that's you know down the road the biggest thing to do is just get it up and off the ground and we have experience in running youth leagues we've had experience in, in, in expanding youth leagues and it's one of those things where i really enjoy the training part. I really enjoy mm -hmm. training the coaches. I really enjoy training the kids, obviously, but I also enjoy training the officials to get everybody on the same page and, right. and understanding that the, the teaching points and again, it's a balance. It's a balance between you know calling every travel versus instructing the kid about why it's a travel, uh, making sure that again the coaches are, are 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 extensions on the floor and that especially at the kindergarten, first, second, third grade level. Is that their input has to be has to be heard, and it has to be in a situation where the environment's right for the kids, the environment's right for the coach. You know, we've done it for multiple years uh, with our youth league, and we've had again success. Now we also have to maintain the ability to continue to learn and continue to tweak things because time right. changes, things change. But at the end of the day, kids having fun, kids you know shooting buckets. Uh, kids getting popcorn and soda after the game, you know, those things aren't going to change. And uh, having a good experience during the game and having a great experience after the game uh, with everybody who's on the same page of what it is that we're looking for, 
uh, it's, it's, it, makes it, it makes for a very special opportunity for a league. Definitely. Um, so with that being said, we will answer the last question to um, the fundamentals of JJK and Hoops, and it is, why did we want to get this program started up? You know, I, I think a lot of it had to do with me getting into officiating after I stepped away from the security field uh, last year, year and a, well, a year ago. I got into officiating last fall, and I just started seeing a lot of middle schools, the fundamentals, just I didn't, I didn't see a lot of fundamentals there. And, you know, I started talking to a couple of coaches, and then they offered me the opportunity to come in and work with their kids. And there was, it's, there, I, there's something about coaching that the great connect that, that I feel when I'm, when I'm working with coaches and, and with the kids. And then it just started snowballing where, you know, a workout here would be one or two kids and all of a sudden the same time slot next week would be uh, eight or nine kids. And, you know, it kind of kept building from there. And then we figured if we were going to do this, I, I thought the video idea was going to be, it is going to be the key part because it's got to separate ourselves because I can't be everywhere. And the message of basketball shouldn't cost parents you know, different different cost variables, you know, and they have to travel so far, especially the northern counties and, and just in the state of Michigan. You know, they have to go a long ways to find people to play or find teams to play on. And then, you know, if it becomes an issue, then it's easier to say no or not this year or maybe next year. Well, then that kid all of a sudden maybe start growing an interest towards something else. So, you know, the, the, using the videos as an example, it allows us to reach anybody that has Internet access. Right. And the videos are, are very basic and very broken down. We are hoping to have a couple of them just for samples up on our website by the end of September. And it's something we've been working on and we've been taking videos through the different courses we've run. But anyone that knows anything about video, it takes a lot of work to make sure that the product that you're showing is exactly the way it needs to be done because it may be the only time you reach somebody. So. Right. You know, there's a, there's a big part of us that are just kind of, you know, we're in no hurry, although we want to move quickly, but we've got to make sure that we're doing it the right way. So, you know, it was just one of those things where the opportunity and the more people I talked to, there seemed to be an interest level of quality coaching. And, uh, and, and again, this isn't, this isn't me, this isn't me saying I'm, I'm a great coach. This is me taking a compilation of, of drills and, and skills and offenses and plays from from great coaches, and uh, just making it into a format, turning it into a format video video wise, that anybody can flip on and go okay, and, and and then but also show them the alternatives to the screen if it's a back screen or if it's a down screen, you know we use a lot of those terms with just using screen for example, how many times I've had to tell people, you know what kind of screen are you setting? They they'll just look at me and say screen. I said, well, is it a down screen? Is it a ball screen? Is it a side screen? Is it a cross screen? Is it a diagonal screen? You know, is it a flex screen? And all of a sudden, their, their eyes are starting to get all big, and you're realizing that, you know, it's probably something that they haven't been told. So, you know, we want to show everybody these, these, these different types of screening. And mm -hmm. then they can start using terms because the biggest thing about our hoop school curriculum is our verbiage is all, is all the same. Right. We use the same verbiage. So whether we're talking about being the air hole, whether we're talking about snapping your wrist on the pass, stepping, uh, step, snap, follow through, we use the same verbiage so that it becomes uh, reinforced uh, across the board. 
and and again, I think it's important. But we have to show people. We just have to show people the right. the different things. Whether it's our power layups, whether it's our our ripping rip rip through series, you know, break it down for them, and then let them figure out. Because at the end of it, you know, each kid's gonna have to figure out what works for them, what doesn't work for them. And at the end, you know, if if they can say, hey, there was that one time I watched this website, watched a video, then we were able to reach somebody. And of course, with the power right. of the internet, it doesn't stop us from just reaching people in Bay City or Bay County uh, or the state of Michigan. You know, the power of the internet puts us worldwide. So, you know, we want to make sure that we're doing this right, doing this at the right pace and getting people on board, you know, who want to check it out and and, and see some basketball uh, broken down. Exactly. Then the last screen you'd want to ever set is an illegal screen. Well, that would... <laughs> see, we don't even talk about illegal screens <laughs> because of that. But, you know, everything we talk about are positives, you know. But, you know, yes. you know going back onto it, though, we'll tell them, you know, the, the person that's setting the screen, the screener does not move. Uh, so it is always going to be the, 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 the job of the screenee to set their player up and anyone that – has been in any of my classes will tell you the word that we use on that is sell. You have to be a salesperson. You need to sell left if you want to go right, and you need to sell right if you want to go left. And if you want to run your person into a screen, your guy or your girl into a screen, you have to sell the move that's going to set that individual up. And it's uh, ultimately, you know, from the illegal screen standpoint, yes, we uh, we don't <laughs> teach that. We teach how to avoid that and whose that's fault a good it thing. is. And I'm sure that through your year of officiating the nba has probably been a product to try to avoid because of all the travels that perhaps you could see watching I, a game I, in the I, NBA. I don't even know when it when it changed you know it's it's i watch a game and you know my obviously i got the, the two kids that are, are basketball players and we were watching just playoff basketball and it's just exciting and you know be watching the pistons on tv it's exciting but you know it's at some point the officiating changed and it's if it didn't change, you know, if they wouldn't allow this step or this step or justify this or justify that, and then it's it's either a foul or it's not, or it's a travel or it's not. It's not a – there's no gray areas. You know, it's not intended to be gray area. You know, we get that a lot. Kids, well, I'm going to work on the Joe or the, the hardened step back. Um, no, you don't. <laughs> you know, um, wait till you get to the NBA. Then you can practice all these moves that you want that – but uh, for now, we're going to work just on fundamental uh, fundamental breakdowns. Yeah, I had joked when I had first uh, talked with Jason about this opportunity. He was coaching a, a team of, I believe, third, fourth graders. Mm -hmm. And they were setting a five out. And, of course, they were, a couple guys wanted to shoot the three all the time. And I'm like, they're watching too much Steph Curry out oh, there. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, they think that line is like, don't cross us, you know, versus, versus our mentality of uh, let's just get a layup because – your your higher probability of scoring go up <laughs> tremendously when you're shooting two foot layups versus you right. know, 22 foot because no one shoots a three pointer right at the line it got to be three four feet back right. and it just just makes me laugh and that and that actually tells you how the game has changed since the early 70s when the three point line was established well <laughs> I mean you're, you're talking for NCAA it wasn't even in there till the mid 80s mm -hmm. you know and we talked about. You know, you, you talk about this, we'll go a little history now. Sure. You know, Bill Harris, uh, counselor here, or was, I don't know if he's still counselor, retired or not, but, uh, you know, he was in two state championship games, and that guy was, could jack up jump shots from anywhere on the court. You know, he had 34 and 36 points in the two state championship games, and there's no telling how many of those could have been 
know, three-pointers. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you think back to the, the era of All Saints when uh, in the 70s when Lefty Franz was running and gunning up and down the court, and they are scoring 90 points, 100 points mm-hmm. without the three-pointer, you know. And, 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 and the clock was the same, you know. It's yeah. still eight minutes. There was no running clock. That was the one difference. So once they got their lead, it was never a running clock. But, you know, it, it was just a different brand of basketball. You know, yes. a couple of years ago when I was at All Saints coaching, we, we, we scored 88 points, we scored 86 points, we scored 85 points. And, you know, I watch those games on video now, and, you know, it's just amazing how quick we were able to get up and down. And the three-pointer wasn't our biggest threat. We just ran the floor transition-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's amazing how that little, little extra point has, has altered the game. You know, That's most right. of it for the better. You know, oh, it's, yeah. oh, it, yeah. has, it has improved it. Uh, for the better. Definitely. So um, I guess the last thing we will talk about is this fundraiser coming up. Um, we we had established it September 14th is this fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much on this show, but now I have mentioned. <laughs> September 14th is the fundraiser. So let's hear on the Tom Green Airwaves about this fundraiser. Well, it's something that I was in Farm Bureau, Mike Hayes' office, back in... Oh, I had to say a couple months ago, and I just seen this flyer for a cornhole tournament in September uh, for this individual, which I was reading about, and I found out it was a 10-year-old kid named Armand Hayes, and he had a disease, and they were running a cornhole tournament for him out of St. John's Amleth, and I didn't know, you know, my insurance agent's last name is Hayes, so I just asked the question of if it was a relation to him, and it happened to be the uh, administrative assistant who was working at the front that day taking care of me it ended up being her cousin's child so we just started talking and the idea of doing a basketball hoops marathon is something that we enjoy putting on because it allows a lot of our kids that we work with to play in a game uh, it allows our kids to 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 raise money for a cause greater than than themselves uh, it's something that we don't we don't do we, we, we make zero dollars off the JJ Kane hoops is not intended to make any money off of this event every penny that we get in whether it's a player fee the donations the 50 50 everything will be going uh, to Armand's hope which is the name of the charity that we're, we're donating toward you know I think that's the, that's always the, the, the thing we want the kids to understand that this is an opportunity to use it our platform, you know, as a basketball business, use that platform to better the community, to better somebody else, to take the opportunity to, to, for those guys, for these guys, play a game of basketball in a real situation, real officials, real coaches, in, in, a, in an all-star type event. Yeah, we want you to score, we want you to push the ball. There's no gonna no no practices. It's gonna be you know you're gonna get together almost like at a, at a YMCA. You're gonna do a little open gym. Uh, and you're going to go out there and play. You're going to set screens. You're going to cut. You're going to defend. You know, and at the end of the day, we're hoping to raise, whether it's a couple hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars, uh, and, and be able to donate it for the charity, uh, for Armand's Hope's charity. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how it started. And, you know, I talked with uh, the mom, Lindy, Lindy Sutton, and, you know, she jumped on board right away. So, you know, big thanks to her uh, just for the opportunity because, again, it just – you know, we're not doing it for the PR. We're not doing it for anything other than the platform that we have as a basketball business to to brighten someone else's day. And, uh, you know, I've got a 13-year-old. i got a 21-year-old. You know, I don't know what it would be like uh, in their shoes. Um, and, and, and Lindy made it clear that they're raising 
uh, the money they're raising isn't necessarily for Armand himself, but for the recognition of the disease because it is right. a rare disease, uh, and it's something I know that you wrote about it in your article with uh, with greater detail. You know, so this mm-hmm. is just about uh, uh, the opportunity in the story of of a ten year old boy that we get to tell through the series of a marathon of basketball. Definitely, it's a, it's a very good story, and once the and I of course will post the article once it gets up, once that gets sent, and definitely a good discussion here on this Tom Green podcast, JJKN Hoops, and the Armin Hayes fundraiser, Armin's Hope, Armin's Hope, yes, definitely. So this is J is Jason Newsham, JJKN Hoops manager, and this has been the Tom Green podcast.